0: Bring it to Tennessee Farm Table.
1: Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table. This is a show dedicated to the people of our region who produce, prepare, and preserve our regional foods and agricultural products. This is your hostess, Amy Campbell. The song that you just heard performed was sung by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She's from Madisonville, Tennessee, and she's gotten incredibly popular, even sung on the Grand Ole Opry, so we're real proud of her. I love being able to tell this, too. Her granddaddy used to fix Alan Benton's television. Today we are setting the table with Appalachian food memories from James Beard award winning chef Joseph Lynn, his mother Emily, and his grandmother Juanita, and how these memories influence his ways in the kitchen of the soon to be opening JC Holdway restaurant in downtown Knoxville, Tennessee. In addition, we have food historian Fred Saussman's recipe and recollections of the Carter family's chow-chow. Fred learned this while he visited with Joe and Janet Carter in their kitchen in Hilton's, Virginia, home of the Carter family fold. Plus, we remember the birth date of the King of Bluegrass, Jimmy Martin, who was from Sneadville, Tennessee, with our gospel number. Thank you so much for your good company here at our table. We just really appreciate you tuning in today. Now let's get started. Well, all the talk around here in Knoxville is James Beard award-winning chef Joseph Lynn's soon-to-be-open J.C. Holdway restaurant in downtown Knoxville. This restaurant grows out of deep Appalachian roots, roots going back to Rogersville, Tennessee, where Chef Lynn's great-uncle J.C. Holdway and his grandmother Juanita grew up. They grew up on a farm with no money during the Depression. And the name of the restaurant comes from Chef Lynn's great-uncle Joe. J.C. Holdway. Chef Lynn will be serving foods, both traditional and innovative, that go back to these favorite flavors and memories of his family's table. So today, we visit with Chef Lynn, his grandmother Juanita, and his mother Emily, as they remember early food memories from Rogersville, Tennessee, and the restaurant's namesake, Uncle Joe. First off, I had to ask, how do you win a James Beard Award? my goodness, I'm just so glad to meet you. Well, it's nice to meet you. You too, Juanita and yeah. Emily, and sitting here with Joseph, and what a great family
2: you've got. Oh, I'm, I'm very proud of it. I bet. <laughs>
1: and are you just so proud of him, or what?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I bet. I knew him when.
1: <laughs> I know it. He's just not stuck up at all, but in Emily being the mom, I mean, this James Beard Award, that's a
2: big deal. That's a big deal. We're very proud of him. Yes, we are. We were actually sitting in our driveway. we have been out to dinner with friends, and we'd taken the iPad with us to dinner, and then we were sitting in our driveway because it was coming up, and so we sat in the driveway and watched that part <laughs> where but, they actually did the award.
3: And they were going to come up and I said, don't I even come up here. I said, we're not going to win it. And, um, mm-hmm. He it said,
2: work? it would be too expensive. You'd have to get plane tickets and a hotel and true. a tux be a for dad and this and that. And he said, just watch it online. <laughs> and that and that. So <laughs> no big deal. Well,
1: you know, when you don't get your expectations up. A lot of times better stuff happens sometimes. Right. But you want it. Oh my goodness, I'm so happy for you. Well, thank
3: you. It was, it was definitely a team effort with all the guys that I was working with. And yeah, I mean, everybody there was just, it was one of those times where everything was just always right in the kitchen. It was great. It was, oh, that's so nice. It was, it was a lot of fun. So hopefully I'll be able to recreate kind of that same magic in the kitchen at the new place.
1: So I bet so.
3: That's what we hope.
1: Well, like when you did that, do you have to go up to New York and create a meal and then these people judge it? Or how is it, how it, do they, what are they judging it, on?
3: It's all based on, it's uh, based on people that have eaten your food. And so that's why I was oh. like, there's just no way. But
1: I gotcha. we had
3: luckily done a lot of events around the country that year, yeah. at, the year before, so
1: uh-huh.
3: um, a lot of Voters have been able to experience the food we were cooking. So the former the former
2: winners are the voters, right? Right,
3: and oh. as well as people in the media there, there's there's a lot of voters, but basically um, Anyone that's won one becomes a voter so okay. um, it, was, it was pretty unique because I said well while in Tennessee compared to Atlanta Louisville Raleigh Nashville. I said, just no chance.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was so funny, as he said, all these cities and then Walland. <laughs> <laughs> that struck me funny.
3: <laughs> but it was it was a it was a great thing. It made me very proud of the inspiration I've had from both of these fine ladies and, and their dedication to cooking mom being an educator and putting a meal on the table every single night and same with granny um, and just her inspiration from her stories about growing up in the depression and always having something to eat and, and being very generous to others uh, i think those are just things that have always stuck out yeah to to try to do very well i'm like these people could do it well and this is what we do for a living we we should be able to do it very well so mm-hmm. um, That's just kind of the way I think about it a lot of times, so it's been a
1: great influence on me and what I do for a living. If you've just joined us, you're listening to an interview with Chef Joseph Lynn, his grandmother Juanita, and his mother Emily. After the short break, we'll return with our visit. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table comes to you in part from Magpie's Bakery with two convenient locations. Downtown North Knoxville, just one block north of Broadway, on North Central Street. And Magpies West, now open on Bearden Hill, right inside the Village Exchange. That's just one block east of Calhoun's. A convenient pickup location for special orders and a variety of fresh-baked goods daily. in Pie Day on Friday. Orders can be taken in person or on the phone at both locations. Operating hours are Monday through Friday, 12 until 5, Saturday 12 until 4, and closed on Sundays. Magpie's Bakery can accommodate most budgets and styles from a simple rustic barn dance with pies, cookies, and cupcakes to a country club affair with a custom creation. Magpiescakes.com. All butter, all the time. Now let's return to our visit with James Beard award-winning chef Joseph Lynn and his family of the soon-to-be-open J.C. Holdway Restaurant in Knoxville, Tennessee. Well, now, growing up, were you always just
2: really close? Uh, we hated each other. <laughs> <laughs> tried to choke me to death and smother me and a few things like that. Otherwise, we got along fine. (laughs)
1: Well, what are brothers and sisters for anyway, right? Exactly.
3: You may want to tell her the Kool-Aid story that he did. That's a good one. Oh, wow. The Kool-Aid story, what he did to you.
2: Oh, that was awful. Oh, boy. (laughs) We went to my grandmother's every year and my dad gave me a dime to spend while I was there, two weeks.
1: Wow.
2: And so my uncle had this little country store. And I would go every day and look at everything, trying to decide what I was gonna spend. And finally I decided on a pack of Kool-Aid. And I was gonna do it the last day I was there. So I got all excited, I went and got my Kool-Aid. Poured it out and it was dirt.
1: (gasps) He did not.
2: Yes, he did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! (laughs) So that's how we got along. Oh! I thought that was cruel. Mm. I was so disappointed. He made up for it later, though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What was the age difference?
2: Two years
1: him older mm-hmm. okay there you go Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> now were you the only two siblings growing up mm-hmm. okay so that amplified it made it worse mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> but as she said as we grew older he uh, it was very good to me and very good to my family good and we, we were very close so there's nobody else at all yeah here, mm-hmm. or around or here, who knows the names of places near near where I grew up, right. and you miss that. Oh, yes. Every once in a while I'll think of something from my childhood and I have nobody to talk with about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's probably the hardest, isn't it? Uh-huh. It is. Yeah.
2: But I have a lot of good memories. So. Well, um, we had good food and we had a lot of um, poor people who would knock on our door and we never turned anybody away. We always had something for them. Mm-hmm. And Mother would actually invite them into the kitchen and and uh, we, a lot of them slept in our barn. Mm-hmm. We had, The thing about it I said I never dreamed I would look back on the, the that time with longing but we had such a different attitude everybody shared and almost everybody was in the same boat mm-hmm. and we all had hope that it was gonna get better that's what kept us going and my grandmother Every Sunday, they cooked a huge meal. And everybody in the community came. She never knew who was coming, or how many. She just cooked it and they showed up. And And, she had six children? uh, Yes, my brother was the oldest, she was third. My Mm -hmm. grandfather died with something he picked up in the Spanish-American War. Mm -hmm. And so she was left with six children age 2 to 13. Mercy. And Manny helped her bring them up. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was funny that every Sunday you'd go and people sitting on the porch you'd never seen before <laughs> and had no clue.
1: Boy, I bet what kind of stuff would be on that table?
2: Well, she always had country ham and mm-hmm. it was wonderful. They had a smokehouse with a lot of hams hanging in it. Mm-hmm. And, and she really... It was so good. I bet. And she always had fried chicken. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was basically it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of vegetables and cake. And mm-hmm. I haven't figured out how they made cakes with no uh, thermometer, wood <laughs> <laughs> <one> stove. <laughs> and uh, yes. when my great grandmother had the work hands we called them in the fall. For the harvest. She cooked a huge meal and uh, my grandmother cooked that basically every Sunday. Oh my they just started Saturday and cooked and nobody ever invited her anywhere. That was the oddest thing.
1: That is odd. That doesn't add
2: up. Uh-uh. I never knew of her not being at home cooking on Sunday.
1: They didn't want to get her off track because they all wanted to come to her house every time. <laughs> they didn't want her to get out of the mind right. of doing that all the time. I suppose she might like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine! I mean, that is that is hard cooking.
2: They called her Miss Abby. Her name was Eva. Really? And they called her Miss Abby. And came right. to her house.
1: Mm-hmm. What was your favorite thing that she used to make?
2: Oh goodness well one thing was this uh i called it a lady baltimore cake mm-hmm. that uh, had uh, coloring throughout mm-hmm. it and as a child i loved that i you bet,
1: <laughs> I <laughs> bet. Uh,
2: but i also loved her country ham and she think... made hominy. oh um, she did and, uh, mm-hmm.
4: Ooh. Uh, but that was
2: good. It is. It was. And mm-hmm. I like hominy. Mm-hmm. And they made that in a big kettle over the fire out in the yard, which is also where they made the apple butter. Yes. And stirred it with a, a piece of wood, mm-hmm. long hand.
3: I think one other story that, that's funny to hear two perspectives of were to hear Joe's perspective and her perspective of Hog Killing Day. Oh. Um, oh, mercy. She, <laughs> she says she loved it because they got pork tenderloin.
2: Well, that's the only time we ever had hamburgers. They weren't real hamburgers, but we did. Every night when we killed, every year when we killed hogs, we did have a, a ground pork sandwich on white bread we thought it
3: was hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time you said oh it's so great I get pork we get pork tenderloin and this yeah. And I asked Joe. I said, "What you? I said, What do you think about Hawk Day?" He said, "Oh, Joseph is terrible." He goes, I, "I ground sausage for two days solid because it was the worst thing ever." And then I asked her one time. She said, "Oh, it's so great. We got pork tenderloin. And I didn't have hamburgers. to do any of the work. <laughs> it was So
2: great. Now that was canning peaches was the day I hated. real <laughs> peaches all day long. That would be hard. Oh, would y'all pickle them or? Scanned them no, sweet. Have scanned them sweet. They were so good. Oh goodness, I bet they but were. I didn't like the day we had to Mm-mm. peel them <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all day
1: long. I love that hog killing recollection story. Yeah. Oh
2: yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's where you are, ain't it? <laughs> it you is it? Which end of the pig you're on? All... <laughs> Would y'all dry apples too? My grandmother did and mm-hmm. my great grandmother did. Mm-hmm. I remember Mamie doing it. Um well She would take went, a window screen, remember? She would it, take a window screen yeah, out in the backyard remember, and They lay had, it out. would have a whole room
1: mm-hmm. laid
2: out with them. Wow. I bet. My great grandmother did and uh, Yeah, they 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 really had good food and they really went about it in a very matter-of-fact way. I mean, it was just, you did, that's what you did.
1: If not, you didn't eat in the winter.
2: And We'd go to my great-grandmother's, grandfathers, and they were a really cute couple, and she was a little plump lady with this beautiful white hair with these little curls around here, and we'd be sitting there, and she'd say, John, go get the apples. And he would go, any time of the year we were there, we had apples. Mm -hmm. They had a granary, Mm -hmm. a whole different separate building, and it had apples all over the place. And I was fascinated as a child. They had this pan that he always brought the apples in, a, a bowl, kind of metal bowl, big bowl. And I was fascinated to see whether or not he could peel the whole apple in one piece. (laughs) <laughs> but it was, it was just the way, you know, every time we went, she, she'd be there a little while. she'd say, John, get the apples. <laughs> and they always had a pocket
1: knife. There's a, the mark of a true gentleman, a pocket knife and a handkerchief, That's right, right. Mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. JJ, where's your handkerchief? For more information on the restaurant, J.C. Holdway, and some of the regional agricultural products that he's going to be serving, please visit TennesseeFarmTable.com under the tab that says Listen to the Show.
4: This is Alan Benton, and you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table.
1: Support for the Tennessee Farm Table comes to you in part by Kenner Tree Care. Family owned and operated out of Louisville, Tennessee, Kenner Tree Care is proud to support this type of local community broadcasting. A certified arborist insured for your protection, offering removal of dead or problem trees, tree pruning, storm emergencies, tree care, soil conditioning, and tree and stump removal. Contact Kenner Tree Care by phone at 865 686 8344 or by Facebook. Kenner Tree Care, Tree Care, Nature's Play. And now, let's hear from our friend, Fred Sossman. Fred is a food historian, author of numerous publications featuring Appalachian foodways, He also has produced several documentaries on Appalachian food producers and foods, and he's also a professor at ETSU where he teaches the foodways of Appalachia. We like to call a segment of this show, Seasons Eatings.
4: I'll never forget the day I sat down with Jeanette Carter in her Scott County, Virginia home in 2002 to watch her make Chow Chow. Jeanette was a member of the first family of country music, the daughter of A.P. and Sarah Carter. No matter how busy she was, Jeanette always made time for chow-chow. It's a strange garden-clearing concoction eaten all over the Mountain South, most commonly as a topping for soup beans. I say strange because of the blending of the everyday fare of the farm the cabbage, onions, bell peppers, and green tomatoes with the exotic, the turmeric, ginger, and cinnamon that season similar relishes like Indonesian atjar. Jeanette's recipe for chow-chow was taped inside an old photo album. The ink smeared, the tape brown and brittle. In the Carter home, chow-chow making was always a brother-sister job. In overalls and cap, the late Joe Carter sprawled over his stool chopping vegetables with a long S-shaped chopper he forged himself. The Carters passed that tool around to countless families in Poor Valley. Jeanette said the chopper made the rounds, but that's the way people in the valley do. Everybody helps one another. Jeanette made sure Joe understood he was to chop, The seasoning and flavoring were left entirely up to her and her daughter, Rita, with Jeanette cautioning to add the brown sugar scantly. Chopping the quart of onions drew tears, and Jeanette joked that they may just be the secret ingredient. Eating chow-chow with the Carters was a reminder of the cycle of the seasons as the previous year's batch was passed around the table while the remnants of the waning garden simmered on the stove. Some of Nashville's biggest stars visited Jeanette's unadorned kitchen table near Clinch Mountain, fed and inspired by famous hands that knew the nobility of work. This is Jeanette Carter's Chow Chow Recipe one gallon of chopped cabbage, one gallon of chopped green tomatoes, one quart of chopped onions, three green bell peppers chopped, a tablespoon of dry mustard, two tablespoons of powdered ginger, one tablespoon of ground cinnamon, two tablespoons of turmeric, one tablespoon of celery seed, three tablespoons of salt, three pounds of brown sugar, scantly, one-half gallon of vinegar. Bring everything to a boil, then cook slowly for 30 minutes. Put it in canning jars and seal. For the winter months ahead, this chow-chow will help you keep on the sunny side. For the Tennessee Farm Table, I'm Fred Saucman. This is John Waters, agriculture teacher at Heritage High School in Blount County, Tennessee, and you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table.
1: And you are tuned in to the Tennessee Farm Table on East Tennessee's own 899-WDVX. Thank you so much for everyone who called in to support during the one-day fun drive. WDVX is truly a community radio station and brings to you this type of community broadcasting. You can always make a much-needed tax-deductible donation at any time securely at WDVX.com. And you can always listen to this show on your schedule at TennesseeFarmTable.com. We want to say thank you so much for your great company here today at the Tennessee Farm Table. We hope that you can join us again right back here next week at 9 or online at TennesseeFarmTable.com. Our theme song was written by myself, Amy Campbell, and beautifully performed by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. More information about Emmy Sunshine at theemmysunshine.com. That's spelled T-H-E-E-M-I-sunshine.com. We want to say thank you to WDVX for bringing to you pure community broadcasting, just like this show. They are our media partner, and we couldn't do this without them. More information at wdvx.com. We'd love to invite you to connect with us on Twitter and Facebook at TennesseeFarmTable.com and check out our podcast on your smartphone, tablet, or computer, or on iTunes. Or just search for Tennessee Farm Table. A big list of all of our shows will appear. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.